We are recording. All right, I'm here with uh, with Nick of Bent Window Records. Uh, I'm pretty stoked to have this conversation. I've seen you play yeah. a lot of times, man. Um, oh. <laughs> in, in the days of amnesia. I think that I opened for you oh, okay. a couple times, maybe. Sorry? I think I opened for you a couple times. I think I think Schoolgirl, yeah. Yeah, that's well, right. Well, yeah. with other bands, too, I think. I Like, you guys, what year did you guys start in? Uh, 2015. Oh, Okay. Yeah you, yeah, you probably opened for us at least once then. Yeah, I think it was at the Cooked House, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, which one? The Cooked House. Uh, Brian's oh, Cooked House. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a great show. That was yeah. like, it was so, like, I didn't know what to expect from it, but it, it ended up being really cool. And I love yeah. house shows. So it was always the best. So. Yeah, his house is a, uh, such a great house show. It's like... Uh, it's almost cinematic, the vibe that you get in there, you know? Yeah. Is it so? Did it shut down? I don't know. Pandemic? It's, it's or... been, I, I have no, I'm just out of touch with that world. But as far as I could tell, there, I'm sure that he wants to do shows, but I think that, yeah. I mean, the man's so, getting older too, right? So, you can right. Only, yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Smoking you in your house for so long, right? Yeah. <laughs> I see it in your like 20s, 30s, and then maybe if you're in your 40s, they're kind of maybe pushing. A little bit of a test of like, okay, you know. Yeah. But I can't speak for him. No, no, of course not. No, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, so the, fir- the first thing I'm curious about is like your musical origins. I, I dug up um, your Pops' band, Bent Wind. Yeah, Bent Wind, yeah. Yeah, and that shit is good. <laughs> and yeah, it has serious following, man. Um, yeah, it does. It really does. Yeah. Thus the name of the, the label, Bent the label. Window, you know, so... Um, yeah, I mean, it was, I grew up with that. I grew up with, you know, very early on knowing that he was in a band and then, you know, getting the CD version because they had just pressed, I think, the CD version. I, I was in Victoria, I was like 93. It's somewhere in my collection, I have to find it. Yeah. Um, and just seeing that, I'd be like, oh, dad's on the CD. That's cool. I know he had a record. I didn't know much about the record. Yeah. Uh, and subsequently, you know, finding out what it's worth and the big following and whatnot, so... So, uh, was it like a musical household? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dad, you know, I, growing up, you know, my family, you know, I'm not Catholic now, but I was Catholic as a kid and we went to church. My dad played in the church band. Um, you know, my mom was a good singer, you know, she appreciated music. She was always like really interested in music, but my dad was like, you know, just obsessed with music kind of in the way I am, you know, uh, his workshop had like records upon records and then he'd pick me up from school and it would be like he'd play ACDC or uh, Joe Jackson or, um, nice, yeah. you know, just, it just a number of like really like kind of out there stuff, I think for a kid, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think. Yeah. Joe Jackson's great. pretty out there for a kid for sure. Well, in a way, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you don't really, I don't know. Like, I mean, is she really going out with him? You know, I mean, is that, <laughs> it's not that out there, but yeah, still, it, it's still, it's a little bit like, I don't think most kids were listening to that, you know, at all no. you know no so and i saw him actually with my dad uh, a few years back so sweet yeah yeah it was awesome um so the, the thing i always wonder when i've talked to people yeah. that are in the world of um either experimental music or or more uh, extreme music i guess yeah sort of catch-all term um like what drew what drew you to like sort of a commitment to that uh sort of i don't know sonic aesthetic if, if, that, if that's right <laughs> I think, I think it's a question I still sometimes ask myself because it's, it's, it's almost unexplainable. It's almost, it's almost at the point where I feel like 
I almost can't explain it, but that makes me like I, that draws me further into it. Um, it's sort of like the the era, like the area of experimental and extreme music. It always, to me, expresses something within you know the listener or the performer that they are maybe not able to express through their words or through their actions, other than that one. Uh, artistic format so it's like you're able to channel your frustrations you're able to channel your thoughts you're able to channel whatever you're feeling into this realm of like well i don't have to obey you know any of the standard rules because i can just make something and i think it sounds good hopefully other people agree with that yeah um you know what i mean like so it's just and and there's sort of a catharsis you know what i mean like there's Absolutely. when you listen when you listen to like really extreme music, I think there's a level of catharsis. And, you know, I've heard other artists talk about, you know, the element of creating something to the point where you're so wrapped up in it that you don't even feel like you're there. You know what I mean? It's like a religious yeah. process or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the spirit is a totally, I think um, extreme music and experimental music. Yeah. And, and it welcomes like a sort of a, a spiritual relationship with with yeah. sound right with sound yeah yeah big time and, I, and I, I i can't remember i was talking with my wife about this is like you know i you know i'm not you know a spiritual person i'm not really you know one for believing ghosts or anything but like or the beyond or whatever um even though i like talking about it and whatever but uh i feel like when when i engage with art or music or anything it's like you get to that realm of like that's the closest thing that we realistically have that um is spiritual is like that ability to create this sound that animals don't care really about, you know, yeah. trees don't really give a sh shit about this stuff. Right. Like it's, it's ethereal in our, in our sort of like thoughts and actions. And it, I mean, it means something to us, but it means nothing to any, anything else. Right. Yeah. I think particularly with uh, sound and music, that was a question yeah. I'm going to get to, but yeah. Yeah, sound yeah. and music being kind of in the middle um, that there is, it's, it's, the only or the maybe the best medium for expressing things that don't, that aren't literary you know yeah. film, film is quite literary um yeah. i've always thought of visual art as as being um almost passive not in a bad yeah. way but because you can you look at it and you look away you know like uh whereas music yeah. exists in the room I guess, yeah. I guess music is passive is more what i'm saying but visual art is temper i have a painting next to me that's why i'm looking here but yeah. like, <laughs> um but like experimental music, it's like it, it has to exist in a in an environment. Yeah, it yeah. In the whole of the environment. Yeah, you know, it's there. It's present. It's kind of it, it draws your attention in that you're. I think there's a bit of a mystery to it as well. Like where, Always. yeah. What do you what do you what comes to your mind when you hear something experimental like you know the Zothical album? I did like like my whole idea behind that was to do a very a narrative kind of like experience for the listener. And you download the album and it has a little PDF. You read that through, you listen to the thing and you kind of imagine exactly what was happening. Every song title is like sort of wrapped up in the um, story of what goes in. So for me, it's like you can, or somebody might hear it and want to think of something else, right? Like it's, it's sort of, yeah, there's a lot more mystery, I think, than, or if you put on any record, really, really have diff 17 different interpretations of it, yeah. which I guess you can say about any art, but I think there's a little more, going on because you're just it's just audio and then you're like well what does this link to what does that link to yeah and i think the yeah. the creator in music will never have a like it's not as i don't know how to express this which is funny but it's like <laughs> you, you, there there's even mystery to the person who made it okay? yeah because, big because time. you're interacting with technology or whatever you want to call it in such a direct way yeah. 
and then there's the fidelity. Whereas with something like film, um, you have to like you have to make a set, plan a scene. You have actors. Yeah. A lot of it is inherently yeah. like out of your control. Whereas with yeah. music, it's the pretending that you have control or whatever, right? And well, I think even now it's like, especially in our day and age, where like someone like me can go and just download Ableton and make all this music uh, with, you know, I have all my physical gear. I have some, you know, VST plugins and stuff, but, you know, I'm relying more on physical stuff, but it's, it's, it's that sort of no one else kind of came in the room and performed this with me. I created it on my own. I don't know if I could do the same level with like a film equivalent of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without thousands of dollars. And then I still have to get like, you know, my wife works in film, so she knows, she knows this. So like, I couldn't, not a solo endeavor. It's not, I mean, I mean, some people, I guess maybe do it, but it's probably so much more work and so much more planning in some, well, not that there's no planning in what I'm doing, but um, a different type of planning, one that I wouldn't know anything about. So. Yeah, but it, it's yeah. administrative, like uh, with, yeah. with film, rather than like part of the process. In my yeah, opinion. absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I was good. I'm always curious. So you started a record label recently. Have you you have, you have an experience doing that kind of thing before? No, <laughs> but you know, I I like I've been doing music for 15 years. Like it's it's to me it was that sort of uh, you know I'm here doing these projects. I have three projects on the go. I'm gonna put these all up physically, and then I'm like, well, why don't I just form a label to do this and then I'm like well I, I I felt lately that there's like you know I'll hear about not not even just to do the pandemic but bands kind of like throwing in the towel because uh, the momentum kind of stops and I want to I really want to like start kind of like catching bands that I think are really like important and cool and be like hey like here's here's something for you to kind of strive towards like here's a release does that momentum help um and even if it even if they break up next week it's, it's a preservation where there's like bands are like, I, I think I saw this one band like a million times and then they never had a recording. And it's like, well, I've been there. Um, you should have a recording at some point. And if you can get that together, I can get, you know, a physical thing out as well as my own stuff. You know what I mean? I think it, I think it's a logical like step in my sort of like journey in music where it's like, you know, I don't, I don't have a business background though. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if you need one in the like world of a uh, band camp. Like, you know, in fact, no, you probably no. benefit from not having one because you're no, not. No, you know, I mean, it's. I might know, sell. Let's let's it, sign them, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, my wife, you know, she she ran her own business, like doing film. And we've had like chats about it. And she's very like, like, this is how you, you got to do it. Like, you have to do it this way. And I'm just like, well, yeah, it's in theory, this all makes sense. And we're, we're going to do that. But, uh, you know, I don't see people lining up. I'm not pressing like 500 copies of a noise tape or anything like that it's 25 copies you know people are going to buy them or they're not you know it's um and then you know if they buy them that's great if they don't then you know hopefully i can recoup the money again somehow (laughs) but it's okay i mean it's 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 low enough stakes at this time and place that um it's okay you know yeah, well, and I think too, like it doesn't take, especially with experimental music, it doesn't take a lot yeah. of people to be paying attention for it to be gratifying. No, exactly, and I mean, and, you know, I think I, a long time ago, I did like an interview uh, with like the Camosun College uh, newspaper. I can't remember what it's called, and it was like right when I started uh, mitochondrion back in the day. And I there, some I, of that know, today, I, actually. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was, I think I said something like, you know, no matter what the reaction is, whether it's positive or negative, it's still a reaction and that's fulfilling. 
it was something along those lines. And I think that I still believe in that. Like, even if people are just like, Ooh, that's cool. Like yeah. that's, that's a reaction. And I think that's interesting. And I think that's, you know, cause it's always, it's not like, you know, they're going to stop it from happening. This is, Ooh, and then maybe, you know, that changes one day that could, that Ooh, at one time could end up being in a few months or a few years. You never know. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, that's, that was my path to experimental yeah. music was, uh, yeah. saw, a house show don't remember where but it was, it was yeah. a noise band and uh somebody turned to me and said have they started yet <laughs> right and i was like i knew that they had started but i was just yeah. like that that reaction alone i was like i'm sold on this i want to do that i want people to say has he started yet you know? yeah and i think you know i had this there was like a sort of facebook discussion today i was vaguely a part of i try not to step in in facebook anymore ever Oh, dude, um, it's, it's so toxic on specifically Facebook. Like, I just think everywhere, like social media toxicness is everywhere. But it was uh, somebody talking about the band Suicide, uh, Teeman actually. Uh, right. Yeah, and he's talking about how he didn't like Suicide and stuff like that. And I, you know, when I first heard Suicide, I was like, I, I don't know what to do with this. Like, what am I listening to? But that stuck with me, the fact that I'm like, what am I listening to? I don't know what to do with this. And over time, as I kind of would throw it on between, you know, other albums, I start, it started to creep in more. And it started, and it's, it's often those artists that I think you maybe don't know what to do with at first, or you're a bit like kind of thrown off of like, what, okay, wait, what? That you form a more personal bond with, and then you, you tend to, I think, gravitate more towards over time, rather than the instant gratification of some, um, music and there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with hearing the instant gratification of a good riff or a good thing right away that we all you know kind of yeah. jointly i love but, rap, like trap music for that reason like yeah oh yeah, yeah like trap music it's a fun accessible type of music it's yeah. it's you know and it's like playing yeah. grand theft auto man like yeah yeah <laughs> yeah no i mean it's it's and, you know i think everything has its validity but you know you go to experimental music and you're like well somebody cared enough to make this so exactly. I might be the person to care enough to listen and follow this. Like, there's no reason not to. What have I got to lose? Like, it, I, I gain something. I gain someone else's perspective. I gain a new appreciation for a different sound. Like, it's, it's a win-win situation if you follow it. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you find that there's an importance um, with experimental music to the context of the music? I often find that uh, I worked with a guy who was very influential to my taste in music. Um, mm -hmm who finally put out a record was really good land titles. He's, you should look him up. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, he, he would often tell, tell me about these records, but he would know so much about how they were made or what their intentions were. And there were these crazy uh, minimal electro acoustic records. And yep. I, but I, when I wondered, I'm like, would you still like this if you didn't know? That? <laughs> yeah. That, well, I mean, maybe, it, maybe it comes with developing the taste for it. Like, I, I mean, you can listen to something at first and like it for what it is. And then as you learn more about it, it becomes even more ingrained or you experience it live and it becomes more ingrained. I find that's a big thing for me. There's records that I think if I maybe heard it just on CD and like, you know, wherever, I'd be like, yeah, this is good. Like um, band from Vancouver, Goat's Blood, long broken up, probably will never get back together. In fact, won't get back together. Um, saw I saw them live and like, 2006 or seven in a basement and uh you know they're a big noise guy in the band two guitar players bass player singer drummer 
uh, got through like four songs before the noise guy in the band just like flipped a table and like threw a center block into the drummer. Like, yeah, it, it got chaotic. And and because I saw that and the music was so chaotic, it was like this, like, oh my God, like this, this is something like, this is an energy. This isn't just like, you know, just the music is great, but it, adding this energy to it and this like fear and this unpredictability, it made it like, okay, this is one of my favorite bands. <laughs> Yeah. And I saw their CD is like sitting over here and I, I, I can put it on at any time. Like no matter how I'm feeling, just put it on. It's there, you know? Yeah. That's, and that's the, the you know, they were an, they were exercising catharsis. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sure. I mean, I, cinder, throwing a cinder block at your drummer, that's catharsis, man. Well, I, <laughs> I don't know if that was like you know, how much drugs there were. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, you know, I mean, whatever though. Like, I mean, it was, it was chaos, but I mean like that's, that's what that kind of, you know, goes with the territory of the music. Like, like it's kind of, I don't think they're throwing a center block at me, but you know, I think there was, it wasn't, yeah, it was something, it just, it felt special. I don't know. It sounds terrible, yeah. but it just, it felt like a moment and it felt like a sort of like, whoa. And to them, I'm sure they just played a show and the guy got a little bit too drunk and threw something like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I've been there. So, I hope that answers your question. I don't, I don't know if it's too tangential what I'm saying, but tangent away. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I like, uh, the N N Anthony record. So you recorded yeah. that. Is that is that's how you pronounce it, right? N Anthony. N Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it was. Uh, I believe it was Forms, the most recent one yeah, from a couple Forms, of years ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you you recorded it from a CRT TV in two thousand four. So, yeah. What's? Yeah. I want the full background. I listened to it a couple <laughs> times. I want to know the story. Oh, uh, good, good. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I just, you know, I think in high school I got my first bass. Uh, 2003 was when, you know, mitochondria was first kind of starting, you know, I was, I was going to Nick, the guitar player's house and jamming. I bought a bass pedal and the bass pedal I don't have anymore. It's long gone, broken somehow. Um, and it had a looper on it. And, uh, I think I'd heard, I bought a Merzbow album in high school. Like just, yeah, as and you I do. was listening and yeah, I was like, well, this is really fucking weird. Like this is like 2002. Like I've never heard anything like this. And I was like, I wonder if I could do something like in, in a similar style. And I had, you know, my dad was a big believer in like, you should always have a, a, a tape player in your house and you should always record any ideas that you have, any, anything, just record it, record it, doesn't matter. Yeah. And I thought, okay, you know, I'll, I'll set man. this up as best I could. It was, I wonder if I actually still, oh, you know what? This is probably the tape recorder it was recorded on. Sorry if this is a bit of a, a no, journey no. of a, so like this is probably the tape recorder it was recorded on and it has a little, I don't know where the, mic, the thing. There's a little mic right there. Okay, hell yeah. And I probably and I probably how I set it up is right near the speaker of the TV. And then I took the audio out of the TV, plugged it into the uh, bass pedal, and started looping sort of the tones of changing it from uh, like um, what is it? The little the button you press to do the input, so it changes that input, so it has that tone. That yeah, yeah. And so I started, you know, kind of okay. I can turn that up a bit. And I can put a little bit of just a little bit of distortion on it and loop parts of that and then change channel. And I kind of just did this thing. It was just spontaneous for me. Uh, and you know, the whole thing is like, I guess it's about just an app, like under an hour. And I just sat there and it was like probably 2am with me with headphones sitting there, you know, recording and, you know, whatever. And, you know, I thought it was a four track maybe, but should probably change that in the bio for it. But, um, uh yeah and then i then i actually put it on the four track that's right and uh so on and so forth so it became what it is now uh it was sitting just kind of doing nothing um and i just decided to pick it up and throw it together 
Um, I ran it through a bunch of pedals and whatnot. Uh, and it's, it is what it is now. I really, I really like it. I think it's a great I yeah. recording. I think, you know, I listen to it myself. It's like one of those things where like, sometimes you record things and I'm like, I can listen to it once in a while, but this is like one that I can actually just tune in and zone out if I'm on a bus ride home yeah. or, uh, yeah, yeah. I found the record sounded, um, different. I listened to it on my laptop speakers cause I'm a, a, a bad person who does that a lot. That's okay. <laughs> And I let's do it with headphones. And it was a different record, completely different record. Um, yeah, it's a very, it's a, for me, it's like, if you're, even if you're listening to it digitally, I don't think it really does it justice. I think the, the format that, like, it was recorded to tape, put on to Ableton, kind of given a little bit of, like, just a tiny bit of compression to give it, like, you know, so it doesn't peak all over the place. Yeah. And then put it back on tape through, you know, duplication. And I think like it has to, it has to be kind of be like it's best heard on that cassette version, where you know I'll put it on the four track over here and just press play on the headphones and it just it has this quality, you know, where it's it's there and it's sort of like you know I always imagine when I listen to it this kind of nightmarish world of you know the cover is very indicative of what it sounds like I think where it's just oh, sort yeah. of <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. and, and that's and that's the kind of package you know the package kind of works with it and even the fact the physical version. You know, I, I sat there and, uh, where is this thing? I made the little, like, uh, you know, um, labels on this little puncher thing. And, and that was part of it, too, because I wanted it to be, like, this experience of opening up, what the, what the fuck is this? What is this yeah. weird, almost like a video cassette, but it's not a video cassette. It sounds like like what you'd hear on a video cassette. Like, so just, I don't know, I like that whole very bizarre, it works together, you know? So... Yeah, I know that, like, yeah, cassette culture is something that it, I think will never die simply because it, it has that kind of uh, exciting, like, like zine quality. Is that maybe that's the yeah. one? But, like, uh, you can, you can, you could sneak a lot of shit in a cassette. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that, like, I, I had a really, like, opposition to cassettes for a long time because I grew up, like, I think, how old are you? I'm 25. You're 25. I'm, I'm 35. So, like, okay. I, I grew up with a ton. I don't know if you had cassettes as a younger kid. I destroyed a lot of my dad's cassettes when I was two years yeah. old. Yeah, that, my, that's that's my relationship with it. <laughs> I, your... I remember destroying a Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts oh, wow. on cassette. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a memory of mine. Yeah, uh, I, I know that Like, I had a little suitcase. It was a suitcase, like, yay big. You know, as a little kid of cassettes, it was like the Ninja Turtles soundtrack, the Batman yeah. soundtrack, MC Hammer. Um, Oh god, are, there's a number of those. Those are good, good records. The Batman soundtrack hey, is awesome. Dude. The Batman soundtrack, yeah. And I hadn't even seen at the time I hadn't seen the Batman movie, so I don't know. But the Ninja Turtles one, I think, was the best. But um and like horror movie soundtrack. Not horror movie, but like Haunted House soundtracks was another one I had. Yeah, hell yeah. Of like, you know, the door creaking open, you know, all that kind of stuff like that. I, I feel um, like the folly of of uh like late seventies, eighties horror horror mm. movies often is what accidentally gets people into experimental music. Yeah, maybe because it was like it was it was meant to be like the you know the, the soundtrack you put on at a haunted house for kids yeah. or something, but it still actually sounded quite creepy. Yeah. So it's like you'd press you'd press play and it was actually I remember like listening to it and being like oh you know like but I still had it and I still you take it out of that tape. context right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's what always interests me about field recording records. Yeah, like yeah. Listening oh. to bear sounds in a place where there's no bears is very there's no bears. bizarre. Yeah. But um, y you know like for me like having this as a kid i remember they would get stuck in the tape player like all the time the tape would come out 
da, 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 da. and then CDs came along. I was like, okay, tapes, fuck those. CDs are where it's at, you know, and I stacked CDs everywhere as a young person. So for me, I, when tapes kind of started to kind of reappear, I was like, oh man, tapes, uh, really? And then over time, you know, I think, you know, I started to warm up to it and I started to realize like how great and how versatile they are that you can, that I could sit with something like this as like a younger person and then, um, you know, record something weird like forms or, you know, record uh, even the other N. Antoni stuff, the uh, Sacrifice Denied stuff is all done in this other way. I just, you know, it's this. I listened it to that this. one today. Also. It was this. There was just this sitting here and then there's like a little amp and then uh, a few synths and a few loopers and pedals and that was it you know what I mean and to have that and I you know to have that as sort of like part of the experience of listening to it I think is really important um, you know even the tape hiss of um, Sacrifice Denied and the tape hiss of uh, Spectral Eminence like you know I, I want that to be purposely there it's not that it's a bad recording it's that it's part of the experience of listening to it you know yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And like, yeah, the yeah, there's something about tapes and and specifically yeah. instrumental music that there's just this this yeah. questionable. Like, I have like a false nostalgia when I listen to to tapes or or yeah. watch VHSs. But it's like, I guess I I did grow up with VHSs. I didn't grow yeah. up. With tapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, just that, like, you you just can't capture it. I don't know. No, there's it's something. It's something. It's different. You know, it just it has it has its own sort of. You know, it's like the whole vinyl and CD thing. There's like a, there is a difference. You know. Um, I mean, whether that difference is like major now at this point, because you know a lot of the, I guess, the technology's catching up with records and stuff. Yeah, uh, a lot of vinyls know, sound like modern vinyls sound terrible, honestly. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, like not so much the, you know, the kind of like you know, I bought my wife. Uh, what did I buy? I think I bought her like uh, Matthew. I can't really talk about him anymore, but yeah. Um, or there was like a Beyonce album I bought her, I think, and. Uh, uh, you know, I like Beyonce's great, but uh, putting that on, like, versus, like, I was like, this doesn't do the album really justice. It came with a CD, and then no. we put the CD on, and that sounded like a little, and I was like, well, like, is this just then an item to just have as, like, a Beyonce that's, vinyl, you know? That's exactly what I think it is. Because the, the, I feel like it's the low end, specifically, that just yeah. gets destroyed when you, destroyed. Yeah. and they also, they don't, there's no way they put a lot of work into mastering it again. Like No, I mean, I mean, they would have, like, yeah, I, I don't know. That's a great question. I, you know, the process of that, maybe, you know, I somebody had might have. A, uh, dark fantasy vinyl at one point. It was, oh, it sounded, yeah. It sounded yeah. terrible, man. Terrible. Really? Well, yeah. I'd listened to it so many times on an actual CD yeah. that it was like, you know. Yeah, uh, that's, that's too bad. Yeah. yeah. I haven't, I haven't had too many, too many, too much of that. I feel like everything, the more extreme music, like death metal and, all that kind of stuff sounds really great on vinyl. Like this, the, the, the buzz sawiness of some of the like, you know, guitar tones just stand out more and the vocals stand, I don't know, everything just sounds kind of, and then I mean, you know, a friend of mine, they just did a death metal album on tape and I was listening to that tape and I was like, oh, this is a really great format for death metal. This is like, now it all, like, like, why didn't I think of this before? Like I should have been paying attention to the cassettes more now. <laughs> and now I'm scouring Discogs like, oh, it's only like eight ninety nine for this, you know, yeah, like, what am I doing spending $35, $40 on death metal vinyl? <laughs> yeah. Making myself yeah. broke. <laughs> cassettes, yeah, cassettes are, yeah, they're like cheap to manufacture. CD, yeah. CDs are cheaper still to make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, researching that as well as a label, you know, so. 
but I just don't want a CD. I don't know. I'd rather the cassette. I, I, you know, I think I felt the same way. Like the CDs were kind of like, eh, whatever. And then I just started like, you know, there's so many albums I want. Maybe they're not on cassette and then on vinyl, they're $80 because they were pressed in 91 or something. And then they never got repressed. Yeah. But then there's like, somebody's done a CD reissue or the CD from 91 is still dirt cheap. Uh, and so for me, it's like a format is a format, you know, and I, and I understand why people wouldn't like CDs because it's maybe the same thing I experienced when I was like, when tapes came back, I was like, oh, I don't want a tape. Yeah. Like, but now I'm like, oh, I want a tape. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. Like, or a CD or a vinyl. And, you know, maybe that'll, maybe that'll change. Maybe, I'll, maybe just CDs will disappear. I mean, they are kind of, you know, it's not the greatest format to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty wasteful I, too. Like you can't, res- like the way that they have drm on them or whatever you call it digital yeah. management you can't burn on a cd again unless you're a yeah. hacker if you've done it through itunes yeah it's not gonna happen yeah so it's just it's kind of there i mean i think there's a, something kind of cool about the form like the the format of like you know i'm just grabbing a cd for example like having this as a format of like opening it up i think there's something kind of cool about that in the disc yeah. itself but the the process of like how scratched it can get and whatnot is kind of like that sucks you know you can't really do too much about it, but violently can't do too much about it either if it gets scratched so yeah that's true um what, what are your feelings about like streaming services and such i i have a very mixed relationship with it i love it for a lot of reasons but it's also mm-hmm. fucking terrible i don't know yeah i mean it, it, it it's i think it should i think everyone should have sort of mixed feelings over it because you know Spotify I use all the time. I pay for it. You know, we pay for the family plan. My wife and I have separate accounts. It, 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 it has a lot of pretty weird stuff on it. Like it does, there's a lot of people who are throwing up their material, like, you know, on Spotify, just, you know, even noise albums. And I'm surprised people put their noise stuff, but it's awesome that they do. It's um, not cheap uh, to do it, man. It, there's no, no cheap I, way yeah, to do it. It's, I, I don't know if there's like some other way they're finding to do that or they're, you know, I, I don't know because I, I threw up the the Roaring Him stuff on Spotify because like this is maybe the most somewhat accessible stuff to human beings, mm-hmm. um, and I was like seventeen bucks a year or something. No, no, no more than fifty four bucks a year or something. Like for yeah. three songs, like yeah. Why? Why what, do I? Have what did you? Do you know what you used? DistroKid. Uh, one of those. One of those like CD Kid or one okay. of those. I can't remember the name of it for the life. I barely logged on to the site. Yeah. Um, I, at first, I kind of I was like, okay, there's a few people listening. Great. And I just like forgot about but it. But it's all spread like great. It's all spread out across all these streaming services or whatever. Yeah. There's all these little ones you pay X amount a year or whatever. Yeah. So I, I, I don't look. I, I make a yeah. point of not, not looking at my stats. I can't do it. No. No. You, you'll, you, you'll really just kind of get weird if you, if you look at it, your stats too much. And yeah. But, uh, you know, streaming, I think, you know, it's going to be, I honestly think it's kind of like, at one point it's just maybe going to be streaming at some point down the road. Like, I mean, I, it, sadly it's an inevitability. Um, yeah, for sure. You know, I think physical will always be around. I think it'll be really, you know, niche physical kind of thing. And that's not something I hope for. That's just something I, I see coming. Like, it's just, it's sort of a kind of an inevitability in some ways, but you know, if it, if it's done in a way that's a little bit more, you know, uh, ethical for artists, I think that's, you know, you're not making too much money off of like what a million streams. Like, no, you're was not. it the the like CCR or I can't remember what band it was, but the guy that like, came to you know some courtroom and talked about it. He's like, oh, I made like five bucks off a million streams, and you're like, yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. I what's the what why? Like why does that why is it like that? I don't I don't know. And then I think there was that thing with the owner of Spotify even being like, Well, you need to continually put out new material on these Yeah. It's like that are you, you can fuck off, man. Well, it's like it's gamifying art and music. Like it's just it's turning into like, oh no, you have to put the quarter in at this time and then you have to press the trigger at the like, it's like, no man, that's not how it works. Like it's not like you know, there is business to music. And what you're doing but there's also the fact that it doesn't work in the way you want it to work <laughs> you know what i mean like you can't force it you can't you can't do that or else you i don't know i don't know what you end up with but um yeah because no matter what like with with any art form time will always win not the game not yeah. the gamifying right like great yeah. records oh, great but... records will live forever that's very cheesy but it is yeah i mean and, and it'll it'll you know it's, it's great records live forever and then you know, you take a look at my dad's Sussex by Bent Wind, and it's like that took a while for that to live. So, you know what I mean? Like, I think when that came out, no one really cared. Like, it was just like, okay, here's the dollar bin. Um, but now it's like over these years, because of like the just the hype that I got, and it wasn't pressed on any other format, and you know, it wasn't streaming anywhere at the time. You know, it's ni- 1982, and a CD version came out, and people were clamoring to get that, and they did a repress, but the repress you know, isn't worth the same. And it, you know, it, it's, it's different. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, you know, I work, I don't know if we'll see that anymore because you won't, you won't be able to lose music really anymore. If you put it online, it's just there for almost forever unless you delete it. You yeah. Know? But the deleting it thing is what I think is actually interesting. Cause you might get these yes. great records that have, you know, like imagine I can't, I don't know what your numbers are and I don't really care, but like imagine what me and you do <laughs> like l- relatively limited audience. One day I might be like, uh, I want to be a school teacher. I should probably pull this off the internet and maybe there's 10 people that remember it. And then they, but I pull it because I want to protect my name or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think the, the archivalist thing will always be there. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. But I think also at the same time, like, you know, we're entering such a world where like, you know, I, you know, I work for a hospital and I have like tattoos on my arms. I don't, I, it's going to get the point yeah. where, okay, you played a noise record in your like 20s. And no one's yeah, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, oh yeah, you did that too. I did it too. You know, like it's going to be. Yeah, you got to think able- there's a SoundCloud rapper right now who's like a social worker, you know. Sorry? You got to think Sorry, that there's like a, a SoundCloud rapper that's like a social worker like right now. Well, or something, I, it, right? Yeah. You know, I have a bachelor's in social work and I work in psychiatry doing mental health work so it's like you know and i'm making some pretty weird boundary pushing out of the way music right you know so yeah of course there's going to be a soundcloud rapper social worker out there yeah. I, oh actually you know what my friend uh my buddy josh he does he's like a dj he does like dub stuff kind of stuff he works with uh youth and stuff like that he works with you know sort of uh youth outreach sort of stuff so yeah there you go there's yeah, there you go. i think that's, that's a good world that's a world i want Sorry? That's a world I want to live in, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think it's already here. Like, I think there's a lot of people who, you know, have these sort of, like, straight jobs. And then, you know, I was talking to a coworker actually. He's a psych nurse. And his brother has, like, a PhD or something but plays in a band. And everybody else in the band that he's in also has a PhD. And they're like, we don't want anyone without a PhD because you don't have enough money to pay for the gear that we need to sound the way we want to sound. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was so, like, okay. That's like, bizarre. I mean, I it sounds a bit, a bit dickish, but I understand it. I understand it. It's, it's totally like, you know, I, I get it. I totally get it. You know I mean? At first I was like, really? I was like, okay, you know, it, it actually makes sense. You know? What do they have PhDs in? 
Uh, I don't know. I didn't ask, okay. but yeah. they, they, they were making the money. Like that, that was the whole thing. We got PhDs, so we make probably doctors. I don't know. But yeah. I mean, it, it you know, it, 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 it makes sense. You know, if you're at a certain, if you have a certain thing in your mind and you want it to sound a certain way, why not? You know? I don't know. But I also argue, fuck it. Who cares yeah. what it sounds like? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, it, I think it's like, you know, I try to, I try to give everything a fair shake and try to like, try not, you know, if people want that sort of like certain sounds that, you know, I, that I don't find appealing, I don't think it's anything wrong with that. That's their, you know, their prerogative. And I think, you know, go do it, like do it. That's awesome. Like, you know, there's no reason not to, like, it's, it, you only live once kind of thing, YOLO yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And, <laughs> but like, just do like, if you want that clean sterile sound, why not? Like it's, it's you and, and you love that. You know, I love, a, you know, a recording that sounds like a TV being turned up and down, like through a distortion pedal. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's just personal preference. And I mean, you know, I don't have to listen to very sterile music. Maybe I can pop into it once in a while. It's fine. You know, um, and just, it, you know, it's all experience. It's all somebody's, you know, you know, ideas that pop out. They didn't, you know, come out of nowhere, Yeah. even if it is sterile, you know. The idea of, I guess, sterile too is like very subjective based on what yeah. you found challenging throughout your life. Uh, yeah, big with, time. With media you can, you've consumed, right? Because yeah. I find watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians challenging. <laughs> Someone else might find watching Twin Peaks Season 3 very challenging or something. Very right? challenging, yeah. yeah. That's a pretentious and, and, as fuck thing to say, but well, yeah. But, and you can take so much from really like simple things that we all kind of write off really quickly, like even keeping up with the Kardashians, like, you know, you watch it, but like, what is the, what is the underlying kind of message about what's going on in the show? Why is this show popular? How did these people get this much money? What, you know, you can kind of take a lot from things. I think even if you, even if you have this sort of like opposition to them and I find like as somebody who does like weird music and noise music and, you know, out there metal, I think, and it's not always the case for people in this sort of scene, but, um, I find that like other things can, I can kind of even like understand things that people hate. Hey, like, it's kind of like, oh, I understand, you know, like people really hate the, there's the new Danzig album, the uh, Danzig Sings Elvis. <laughs> yeah. um, and people just don't like it, but I love it. I think it's great. I think it sounds really like, it sounds so bleak and so like, there's something so like end of the road of like, you know, this, this sort of mournful sounding, you know, I love Danzig and I love all his work. I think he's like amazing, but there's something like just bleak about it. And that, that quality makes me want to listen to it more and people just shit all over it. You know, they're like, it's terrible. Like you shouldn't yeah. have done it. Yeah. But I'm like, I, no, you should have done it. It's awesome. I think it's great. You got to like, let it settle for a bit and you're going to, you know, you're going to find something maybe in it in the long run, you know, even like, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians, maybe you'll find something in it in the long run that, yeah, you know, it's not, I actually do kind of like it. That's why I'm, I'm just full of shit. Well, yeah. yeah. We'd be talking about it if it didn't have some sort of weird presence in our like, you know, cultural psyche. Right. And mm -hmm. it's, it's weird to admit that because we all want to pretend like, Oh, screw, you know, it's so, you know, superficial and this and that, whatever, but, you don't get it's anywhere still, thinking like that, though. You, you, you don't learn anything. Sorry? You don't learn anything when you think like that, right? Yeah, I think you just need to approach it and just kind of, you know, take it for what it is. And, like, if you can pull something from it, that's good. If you can't, eh, just move on. Focus yeah. on, you know, what you're, you're interested in. I don't, you know, I think, you know, in my 20s, I, you know, would tear 
a lot of things down. Like, oh, screw this, screw that. And now I'm like, I don't need to do that. It's it's somebody doing their thing. I, I got to focus on what I've got to do. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah, the best piece of advice anyone ever gave me was when I first started playing shows in Victoria, I, as, as you do, I befriended Andy Anderson of Cavity. Man. Um, beautiful man, yeah, for real. Yeah. And uh, he, he said to me, he was like, he wasn't even giving me advice. He was just, he mm. just said this. He's like, yeah, I find young bands are very um, competitive and at each other's throats for no reason and end up kind of burning out for that reason. And yeah, I, I took that as a, hey, JP, don't do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, that's uh, a that's I was taking a great, that to heart. That's a great piece of advice. Uh, yeah, like I mean, I don't. I think you're all there together. There's no. There's no sense in like. And I never. I don't think I ever felt that when I was doing music in Victoria. Like I never really. Maybe it was other people thought that. I don't. I don't know about you know any band I was in. I don't know. I, I always felt like everyone was really connected and very um, supportive and like very like everyone was there for each other and. I remember there was a band that came, some straight edge band from somewhere in the States came up to play a show at the Troiler. And the, the, guy, the, main, the main vocalist, you know, and I'm not really a big straight edge hardcore fan, like I, I respect it, um, was like looking in the crowd during this house show and was like, you know, this is really unique that I'm seeing a room full of like metalheads, punks, uh, straight edge guys, you know, some like guys with like board shorts and like a sideways hat, you know, he said like, this is weird. This doesn't happen like where we come from. Like this isn't, it's normally just like hardcore kids, but it was yeah. like, everyone was there. Cause it was just, you know, live music and we all want to support it. And it didn't matter. It, like, and I, and that's something about Victoria that I found really unique is that I, I think the, the genre, like kind of like lines were a bit, always a bit blurred. Um, I don't think people really, you know, maybe there were some exceptions obviously, but there was like a lot of people just supporting each other because it was creating something in Victoria, Yeah, you know? And you know, it, you know, people would show up for each other, show up for shows. And you know, it's a really unique thing. I don't think, you know, I am going to do a ton of shows in Vancouver. I mean, in a, to a few since I moved in 2017, I can't make a judgment on that, but and, you know, I think for Victoria, that was, that's something that's unique, you know, or I don't know if it's the same now or not, but, I don't know. There hasn't been a show in a long time. And yeah, I, also, I, mean, it, right. I didn't go to shows for a while just out of, oh, uh, I don't know. I just didn't like going to bars, period. <laughs> yeah, know? fair yeah. enough. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not, yeah, I, I get that. Like, it can be a bit, I don't know, overwhelming in a bar and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, like, I, I, you know, years ago, I was like, I never want to play a bar show. I don't want to do all ages shows or house shows and now like i could do anything like i i would love to play bar show bar shows yeah. are great for a different reason than house shows or you know all ages shows you know they're fine but you know i don't know yeah yeah the all ages shows i've always found it it depends it depends uh a lot yeah like, yeah there's the ones I, at the rat you ever played the rat shack no i never did no you never I, did okay. i always wanted to though but yeah no, I never that was did. a bit could get to be a bit mayhemic with uh, the sort of because it, it is all ages but it's also there's a smoking room yeah 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 i remember like even like james bay community center though like i don't know if that hasn't had shows in ages and ages i don't know did you, you never went to any shows there i don't i, don't I played there oh you yeah. did was yeah. it the bigger gym or the small smaller it was the small gym yeah it was uh the gary cassettes um oh. anniversary show i think oh Troy and yeah. Morgan put it together. Um, three and a half years ago, four years ago. Yeah, yeah. Twenty eighteen, maybe. Okay. Oh wow. Okay, I'm glad that still is 
became a venue that's awesome actually like because i thought i just thought it was just gone like forever just not i think i think it was finagled through cfuv to be totally okay because i remember like one of the like i think one of the shows there it was like some band played and teenagers showed up and they got caught in the bathroom smoking weed or something or drinking or making out or something and then the whole thing got just shut down or whatever and like you, you saw that, like, sort of, like, everyone's trying to be respectful, but then there's just this contingent of people who are there to kind of, like, be too much. And taking out their frustrations on a venue at a show where it's like, well, we're here to appreciate the music, not destroy things, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. And I like to get drunk as much as the next guy. I'm drinking Bud Light hey. right now. But Yeah, I'm drinking a nice uh, cider myself. So. Nice, yeah. Um. I was curious. So, one of the records that you re- that you released, or I guess re-released, uh, mm. who whose was it again? It was. Um, uh, Zothra Club. That yeah, that's right. Yeah, I wrote down. How do you pronounce this? Um, my so, notes here. Yeah, Z- yeah. Zothra Yeah. Um, so, w- what's the mastering process for you? Because I I exclusively know mastering through Ableton presets and uh, <laughs> a couple of VSTs that I've bought over the years. Yeah, that's. And I just drag insane. it on and change change the compression yeah. a bit. And I, go I, I I sit with I sit with like another speaker and I sit with like headphones, so I kind of listen between the two and I kind of do different mixes and I sit around and listen to those more. Like, do these feel right? Do these, you know, muddy up something? And like, you know, I don't think the two mixes are are insanely different, but they are different enough that uh, I think it makes it to me a difference. Uh, I think it sounds a little bit more like there's a bit more room and stuff like that. And that's a record that like I would have ultimately like to go back and re actually like, mix. But the program I used to record that isn't Ableton. It's a different, it was like magic music maker, magic X, something or other yeah. came yeah. with my thing, like came with my laptop. And like, I was like, Oh, I could do this. And I sat around doing it. And it was like, kind of like, you feel the computer shaking as the memory was trying to like yeah. master it down and like, okay. Um, so, I mean, it, just leave it as it is and you know i kind of put the mastering uh moves on it you know um and i'm just i'm doing some other mastering for a couple of other things i'm putting out uh through the label that not my own stuff and that is you know as as time progresses i'm starting to like understand it better so it was like good to practice on my own stuff yeah like, even the roaring him stuff I, I remastered that a second time i didn't really announce it or anything but i remastered it a second time put it up replace the files on Bandcamp and the ones on you know Spotify are the ones that are on Spotify but um kind of trying to train my ear of like what needs to be you know put where what needs a bit more space and kind of stuff like that you know it, it's all it's so DIY and I watch a few videos but even then it's like you know I get a bit like okay I just want to try this and just find my own process in it you know and I'd love I'd love to take some courses or something to really get in there but it's you know right now it's the pandemic. So I'm going to yeah. try my best. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of rewarding. Maybe people hate the mastering process that I've put it through. <laughs> I don't know. It's a, uh, it's, it's, it's the tricky game, you know? Yeah. I've only recently learned the value of mastering, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. It's just having that overall, like you have that overall sort of like feel of everything. And I'm like, yeah, it, it has to sound like in certain mediums too. It's like, I'm learning about that as well. Like, yet mastering for a different medium is kind of, that's a challenge. Like yeah, CD mastering versus tape mastering versus vinyl mastering. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that when I made my first tape, man. I got, I did it through duplication, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it right here. And it sounds yeah, yeah. so ba- fucking bad. I just, I just made it into uh, two waves, right? That's all yeah. I did. 
and just oh, sent okay. it off. Orange fucking <laughs> this guy here. Oh, that's it's oh, from that's 2015. Cool. I have 40 of them in my closet. I left them oh, wow. in the house for like years and I forgot. Oh wow! Holy yeah. moly! It was one of those just kind of like I was drunk and ordered it online. <laughs> You know, that's awesome. Uh, that's that's a good story. Just yeah. finding tapes that you pressed that you forgot. Yeah, no, years. Yeah. They were lost for years, and I got that, them back. And yeah. you know, what? you should put that out. Put that out. That's that's a cool story. Maybe I should. Yeah, and they're that's orange, like, man. That's like, like the, forms. Yeah, yeah, that's like forms. Like I didn't. I found the tape, and then I uh, ran it through a bunch of pedals, and then I put it out. Like, uh, you know. Do you find that relationship with like your older music? Sometimes you go, you'll, there'll be a small waiting period and you're like, I never want to hear that shit again. And then you go for, you wait even longer and then you're like, damn, okay. I want to get back to this or something. Like, do you find that it, it changes uh, your relationship with your, with your own work? Um, eh, no, I feel, I feel like everything I've done, I've done, I'm proud of. Like, I don't think I've ever sat back and like listened to something that I've done that's being released uh, and being like, uh, you know, even, even when it was like, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, I think everything I, I feel, I find, you know, there's always going to be, you're going to listen to, Oh, I could have done this better. I could have done that better. That was for a long time, my relationship um, a feeling sort of just like, I could have done this better, but I still like listening to this. But now it's like, no, this is really, really cool that I was, it was amazing that I even got to do this, that I even got to like, record something and put it out like not a lot of people do this not not everybody knows how this works and it's to me it's like a sort of journey as well into my past where it's like i i can't deny you know sort of the steps of like my musical journey i don't think that's a i think i maybe at some point like all will come to you'll come to like be like okay it makes sense you know i mean like okay this is all part of the same thing you know i mean the first show i ever played recorded you know sounds horrible but you know it's, it's part of the journey and there's something special about it you know it's, it's going back to that you got to find something in it that has something that can speak to you like i think that you know you, i think anyone can do that with anything you know yeah i found um actually my dad when we when he uh he passed we had to clear out his place and uh i found a tape that he made um where it was mitochondrion playing at logan's bar I want to say it's like 2004 okay. and it's like, I was like, Oh my God, like, or 2005, maybe even like, can I, like, do I want to put this on? This is like early days of the band. Like we, we were a very different band. Like that was a very different band at that time. And I put it on and it's, it's just neat to listen to. Like I, I thought I was going to feel weird about it, but it's like, and you know, I'm not in the band anymore even. And it's like, this sounds really cool. And I sent it to uh, Nick and Sean and they were like, this is weird. Like, this is weird to hear. Like, this is such a, it's a total, it's like, it's, it's less of like a, there's no embarrassment. It's like, this is a bookmark in the history of like that band and all of our creative processes, you know? So I, I think for me, it's like, it sounds awesome. Like, I think it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And with, yeah, with the advent of the internet too, it's like, it's, it's very yeah. beautiful how easily you can go. Oh yeah. You know, and I did put my first show on YouTube or someone else. Yeah. Can, Here it is. You know? Oh yeah. Because I, I have that at least. Like my first show is on YouTube. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never. How, did, how, did, how, how old were you when it was when you played? Or? Seventeen. Okay. Wow, yeah. that's really. Like my first show was I, I was like maybe nineteen or eighteen maybe. Maybe I was eighteen. Oh, okay. Uh, maybe Sorry? I was eighteen. I think I might have been okay. eighteen during my first. Yeah. Show. Yeah. Mine it was, was loud. Like, my, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I remember. 
it was loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember if my first show was like, uh, I think it was an all ages show actually, and I was probably 18. And then the second one was actually a bar show, and I was I was underage, I think. Yeah. <laughs> At the time, I got I got away with a few of those because my band members were quite a bit older than me. Middle, oh yeah, that's yeah. kind of funny. Oh, Snuck me in. Yeah, I think, you know, I definitely had my first, like, underage beer at a bar. <laughs> at yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, hey, like, this is going to stick. And that sticks in my memory, having that first beer, too. It's like, yeah. that's, yeah. I, and it's something special. That was a special moment, you know, you're like, oh, man, like, I'm here. This is it, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate, to be honest with you, like, the magic of playing a live show, I lost at a certain yeah. point. Yeah, I really? did. Yeah, you do you still you still have like is you still find it exciting? Yeah, <laughs> Man, that's I, find it, I find it. I find it like it's it's a it's out of everything in a band that I like. I like playing live the most. I think that for me is the the best part of being in a band. And uh, there's just something so like jamming is great, you know. And you're you know you're playing live when you're jamming, but like having this moment of like you have to find yourself in this sort of milieu of like there's all these people looking at me there's you know maybe there's lights maybe there's not i'm on stage i'm kind of everyone's focused on you and uh you know for the longest time you know i get like the sweats but then i also get the excitement but then i also it you i feel like i oscillate a lot yeah but sure. that makes me want to do it more like it, it, it like that's sort of like you're you're you know like david bowie had that quote about like you're going to a point where you just you feel just out of your element and that's where it's right. You know what I mean? I think there was yes. some sort of, you know, that quote, it's like, that's how I feel every single time I, I go play live. Like I'm, I do feel a bit out of my element, but I also feel like that makes things more dangerous and more interesting and more um, engaging and more, it makes me want to do my best. You know what I mean? Um, I think the last show I even played was a Roaring Him show, like the only Roaring Him show that's happened with uh, my wife, Teresa on keyboards and me guitar and vocals okay. is a different set of songs than what's out there. Um, but it was like, it wasn't a ton of people. It was like five, six people that I, and then some people I knew from the other bands, but then I just, I loved it. I, you know, I, I forgot about like, and it was such a new experience because it was used to being in metal bands where I'm like either screaming or playing bass or whatever. And it was like yeah. this totally different process of like, just feeling so empowered to be like, wow, this is so different. This is a new thing for me. And like, no, I, I love it. I, I miss playing live shows a lot. I wish I could do more. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to try again, but I don't know. Yeah. I stopped getting nervous and that made me, that makes you me. You stopped normal. getting nervous. Yeah. Completely. To be honest. Yeah. There was, oh, I, yeah. I lost my nerves and it's not exciting then. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I started playing solo about two yeah. years ago. I, I was like, I yeah. don't need to put together a band. The The bureaucratic nature of trying to put together a band really was it was hard for me. I think uh, it's hard for a lot of people. Yeah, because you know? I've never had a formal band at school, girl. It was always like, oh, yeah. improv noise kind of thing, right? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. Just I guess maybe it's just the laptop, man. The laptop? Using, I was using a laptop for a lot of shows and I was sitting okay. behind a laptop for a lot of shows, but I had instruments, but it, they were plugged into my yeah. laptop. And no, I, no, that's. I lost. The, the, there's something about the, my computer being there that just fucking makes me unable to find the presentness. I don't know. Oh, huh, interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Huh. Do you find that you like, you're like jamming then? Is that, how do you feel about that? Is that sort of a similar 
Do I like Experience when I'm you? when I'm jamming? Yeah. Like no, I love it? I love jamming. Yeah. Yeah. I find uh, it heavenly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, heavenly. But then like transferring that to live, it's just like it becomes like you're going through the motions sort of thing. Like is that how yeah, it I'm feels? Just sit- I'm just sitting in front of a laptop. Like, uh, I'm concerned that I've gone over time. Those are the things <laughs> running through my head, you know? Or I'm concerned yeah. that I didn't play long enough. Uh, yeah. I'm, worried, I'm worried that the sounds that I've picked don't suit the next artist. Okay. Um, you know, huh. am I being judged that I have a pint of beer on stage with me? You know, <laughs> whatever, you know? Those, I, I don't know. It got like I got into yeah. that. Heads, but I don't know why I'm talking about myself so much. Sorry, but no, no, it's 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 fine. I think it's you know it, it's good to like have this in this dialogue of like us talking about you know our processes, and it's it's good for me to kind of learn more about your process too. I think that uh, the live show is it's such a you it's such a difficult thing to pin down like yeah. what you feel while you're there. You know. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's a it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of different. Just kind of you know, I'm not trying to be like you know. I don't know how to explain it's it's unexplainable in some ways where you can't really put a finger on how you feel it's just this sort of like you're nervous but I'm also not nervous because I know what I'm doing but I, also it's unpredictable but then there's also all my friends here but then there's also people I don't know yeah and yeah. like and it really like it begins to kind of like you know when I when I played kind of the first shows outside of Victoria that was when things became like a little more like oh I, you know like a little bit more I don't know how to explain, like, Mitochondria played in Vancouver, and there was, like, nobody we knew in the audience, and that was, like, you know, I don't really remember it. I think it was kind of drunk, but it, I, I think we played well. It was a long time ago. And then, you know, Amnesian played um, Sled Island, and, like, there's a few people I knew that were there, but there was mostly faces of, you know, these people are from just Calgary. And it was, like, it was something else. Like, it was just, it, had, it was just a different feeling. And I think I felt less nervous then, me too. Yeah, when I played Sled Island, I I weirdly yeah. felt oh. not nervous. I was like, "Hey, you guys yeah. want you guys want to see what we got? We got they the curator yeah. said yes. All right, yeah. we'll give it to you. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, those were some of the like, best shows ever, man. It's like they don't know they don't have any contacts for like, you know, whatever and there's your safety net of like looking out there is not there. So you're just like, "Okay, I got just got to go with it. I got to pretend like they're there maybe or something or Yeah. But I found those to be like some of the best. Like I think that felt there was something really special. I don't know about playing in front of just like a place where there's like no one, you know, you know, yeah. and Victoria can be like, you know, you play at the 50, 50 or something. And it's like, well, your friends are in the front row. So it's like, okay, like what's up, you know, maybe that's what made it lose the magic was some of that perhaps was like, cause it would be like, Oh yeah. Okay. My girlfriend's now, cause like I've had the same girlfriend for the last, I guess three and a bit years. It's like, yep. okay, she's there. My brother's there. Mm-hmm. A couple other friends that always show up are there. They are 20% of the audience. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, they already know what I'm going to do. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I'm not going to, you're like, am I going to impress them? Yeah. You well, know, nothing, like, nothing I can I'm, do will surprise yeah. them, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's sort of like, you know, you push yourself into that sort of safety zone and then maybe, maybe it's that safety, you know what I mean? It's like, but then how do you get out of that sort of level of like safety in, in Victoria in some ways? Like that's, it's a safety. it is so small. Yeah. yeah it's it small. So, it I mean, it's, small. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, but no, I, I definitely think, yeah, live, I miss it more than anything. Like, I miss even just, like, obviously, we all probably miss going to shows. Like, That's, I miss going to shows. Yeah. I'm I mean, to Vancouver and hopefully shows start back up. And yeah, uh, I mean, I think there's like experimental music that's totally fresh to me. So exciting. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's going to be, a, I think, like, people are kind of already kind of planning stuff amidst people I know and stuff like that to try to. For like. Uh, get, 
mid-June? Is that what people are thinking? Even, like, later in the year, but, like, it's, like, I, you know, as much as I'm, like, stoked to hear that, I'm, like, oh, God, like, it's, I, I, I if it doesn't work out, I'm not going to be, like, sad, because it's, like, we know what we're in. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, like, we've, you know, had that last year where it's, like, I had tickets to some bigger shows, and then I, you know, got the refund from Ticketmaster, and yeah, you know, I had a few of all these too. things I can't. So it's like I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm also trying to be realistic in my head of like things could get ugly again, and then we have to cancel everything. So yeah, I think we're yeah, all, I think we're all, we're all there for the most. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, obvious, but you know, yeah. yeah. Um. So so what's what's the plan with the label? What are you what are you thinking going forward? Um. Well, yeah, I've got you know I just kind of put up the two posts about uh, death in slow motion and the post about midden. Um, so getting their material out uh, is kind of the next thing. And then, you know, the harm signals tape. And I'm also now doing a split uh, CDR for him and another noise artist. Um, so getting those out within the year. And then there's a couple of other artists that I am going to really like try to get their stuff out this year. I think it'll work. Uh, and then my own stuff too, where it's like, I have another Zothaqua album, uh, kind of almost in the bag, but sort of not sort of, and then, uh, roaring him like kind of sort of a full length sort of thing. And then if I feel like doing any, and Tony stuff, I probably will put that on the back burner for a little bit until the new year. Um, but it, you know, it's a lot of things just to keep myself kind of occupied because I find, I. I, like I'm just trying to think like what do I do during the pandemic it's like well this is now what I'm doing you know like I mean it's whether whether or not it's gonna you know be super successful I don't, I don't know but it's it's definitely occupying my time <laughs> and I feel like you know it's 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 you know I'm, I'm not the most organized person in the world and it's kind of forcing me to be a bit more organized and because uh, it has like sort of like a very concrete goal and that's something that means so much to me you know so, I mean, like, just continuing forward and putting out what I can when I can. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the kind of goal. And if the label can, you know, if, if the releases can start just paying for themselves, you know, I'm not going to go and quit my job. I want to go back to school. I want to go get my master's and, you know, become, do all, you know, all this stuff with, you know, my line of work. And um, so as long as it's something that I can, like, you know, kind of maybe, you know, once in a while put, like, you know, 100 or 200 bucks of my own money here and there in. Uh, that would be great to keep it afloat, but I don't know. I honestly don't know if that'll happen. That, it might blow up tomorrow. Like, you know? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's not, you gotta just be, take it one day at a time for now and try your best to plan it out, you know? Yeah. I think that's a very, like, important thing. I wish somebody told me that when I was younger, too, was uh, yeah. that, like, you can also have a job. Like, you can also pursue, like, a, like a, a pseudo-real career. And, yeah. The other stuff has to stop. No, not at all. And not I think like, I, I never really ha had that in my head. Like it was, it was always like, well, I need to find what I want to do other than that, that I can, you know, supplant this sort of, cause I knew like, you know, I'm death metal band and grindcore band and, you know, these are not paying the bills of those. Like that's no. obvious. Like, you know, it's, and, and, and very few people can, and some people have, and that's, and it's not to say it's not possible, but it's few, fewer than far between than even the people who are able to do that. Like, mainstream music or whatever right so it's like you know everyone i think kind of knows that you know like the singer of like at the gates is a school teacher like in i guess sweden really he's like yeah he like, teaches, i didn't like, know high that. school okay he teaches like high school social workers or, or social social studies 
And it's yeah, like, and that's a band yeah. that has, there's a million people that have that shirt. Yeah. There's a, yeah. Sure. I went to, I saw them here with, I think it was with, who was it with? Behemoth. And it was like okay, flooded. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people came for At the Gates. And I like Behemoth. I do like At the Gates, but it was like, I think, I like, I like Behemoth more than I like At the Gates personally. Yeah. I agree <laughs> with you there. I, I kind of had like, I kind of wrote off at the, at the Gates for a little bit and I shouldn't have like, uh, what is it? Slaughter of the Soul. Like that was a really big album, like for a lot of people in, oh, yeah. like when I was in high school and then like after high school and I, I liked it a lot and I just burned out on it of like, cause then you, you'd hear like 30 bands that sound exactly the same. And, you know, it, it, it you know, like, and it just became a bit like, uh, he yells go at one point and you're like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, for me, that part aged kind of poorly, like go and you're like, yeah like, it reminds that reminds me of like refused i feel kind of the same way, about the same way about yeah oh, okay yeah i mean did you i love the refused you, but yeah did you go to the reunion show were you able no i uh, tried to get i did try to get tickets though and i felt yeah, yeah. uh i i went it was good it was actually a lot of fun and then i felt like the band kind of like they just kind of uh, they did like another they album albums. right yeah and it was like yeah, I don't. I don't, I must have listened to it, and it must have been not made an impression. It, it, it just, I think, you know, times change. You know, whether or not, like, can I scream? You know, yeah. <laughs> is like a commentary on them in the future. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. It just, I mean, good for them though. Like, I mean, I, I'm not going to hate on it. Like, that's that's not fair. Like, I, you know, good that they they still keep it going. I think that's that's cool. That's gotta respect that. Um, what was your shit growing up? What like uh, like. What were the like early ish like eureka moments with more esoteric music? Um, everybody always it's like oh yeah the Beatles yeah. whatever Rolling Stones or <laughs> with the people from hip hop I've talked to it's always like you know Kanye Gucci Mane yeah you know, I, oh but. you know so in high school I think you know I, you know I think the the first kind of like weirder kind of and it's not even weird was like you know I was the age where like new metal was coming out okay and then like I heard I there was a radio station 107.7 in the end in Seattle. Um, and they played a lot of like, you know, alternative stuff and all that kind of stuff. Like, like at the time, Detroit didn't have an alternative music station. It was like the Q and a couple of others. And I used to tune into that. And I think, you know, at the time, you know, I was grade, I want to say grade seven. And uh, I heard corn and yeah. At the time, it's like that distorted guitar because I heard like Smashing Pumpkins, and I really liked Smashing Pumpkins. And I was like, yeah, "Oh, Smashing there's... Pumpkins, they rock, man! That's a they, great." Probably, like the, the guitar tone on uh, "Melancholy and Infinite Sadness" is like, and even yeah, and even before that, with like you know, "Sandy's Dream," those those guitar tones are just so great. Um, but then I heard Corn, I was like, "Oh my god, that distortion is so amazing! Like I have to get into this." And you know, you know, I don't have any frame of reference. I'm a kid, essentially trying to find you know, what is the most weird out there thing? It just made sense to me. I was always into like ghost stories and uh, haunted houses and creepy movies and stuff. And so it's like, well, this makes sense. This is cool. And my dad's in this cool, like psych rock band of like, so it all kind of like tied together where, you know, yeah, he was playing ACDC for me and Hendrix. So it's like, well, of course I'm going to go and hear something on the radio. That's like, like tuned to B and it's distorted. And yeah. And so like, you know, I, you know, and it, yeah, I don't listen to corn now at all. I can't. So it's just awful. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion. They have some but good songs still, man. I got like I, some I of those songs just, are cool. I mean, I can't. It's just it's it's too I feel like for me it's like I understand why people like it, but I'm at the point where it's like 
I, I think I liked it because that was what was present and that was what was, I was like there, if I had heard something heavier or as heavy as corn at the time, it probably would have, you know, it would have taken off. And it was, I had no, you know, there's no internet. There's no way to hear music other than the radio at that time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you could go, you, you went to HMB and you just like picked up a CD. I guess I'll listen to this. Like, I don't yeah. know what this sounds like. Um, and so like, that was like, you know, kind of getting into the weirder music. And then, you know, I had all these new metal CDs and my cousin moved in with my dad from Toronto. And he's like, what do you, what are these bands? These suck. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, you gotta, you gotta, what, do you, what did he say? He's like, you gotta pick up a Napalm Death album. And oh, I just wow, was like, okay. what, what, what did, I don't oh, know what yeah. that is. And so I, uh, I went to Lyle's place and that, cause that was like, there was nowhere else you went at that time. This is like 2000 and, oh guys, this is probably not even two, this is like 1999. We're talking maybe even. Was it the same location in 1999? Like Sorry? Was it in the same place in 1999? Yeah. So yeah. I think it's, yeah, I think it's, or this is like 98 or 99. Okay. And uh, I, th I think I bought uh, Fear Emptiness. Yeah, it was Fear Emptiness Despair by Napalm Death. One of the later like 90s kind of like, you know, it's more like modern death metal, less of the older kind of grind. Yeah. Yeah, it's more, but it, and I put that on and I was like, what the fuck? Like, I, I think I sort of like understood the concept of it at the time. And I was just like, I didn't know how to handle it. And then I just started listening to it more. And then all the new metal CDs were gone. <laughs> and then yeah. it was like, it was like, who is it? Somebody was like, you got to check out uh, Cannibal Corpse. And I bought uh, The Bleeding actually was the first Cannibal Corpse album I bought. And then it was like Morbid Angel. I heard Morbid Angel. And then yeah. it was just like these. That was, was a big like one a, for me was Morbid Angel. Yeah. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Covenant. Like that, that, you know, if Sean from Mitochondrion has the Covenant, like this sort of like uh, festival that they do and like the, sort of label it's called covenant because of you know that album like essentially you know it's such a you know i know for him and for myself that was like we both heard that and we we're like what the fuck like who how do you do that like who where who are yeah. these guys like you know and i didn't make a guitar you know, sound like, like that that was what i thought when i first heard them I was like, well yeah and it's like we you know that came out god like we were like we wouldn't have known what to do with that when it came out and we heard it years later you know what i mean what you did so, what, what year they're early 90s right that's well they like eighties too. Like they were okay. they kinda had the the abominations of uh yeah, abominations of something or other. I can't remember the name, but they had that album. It came out before Alters and Madness. And uh yeah, so they were they were around for, you know, a long time. But then, you know, they did Alters and Madness as like their kind of pinnacle and that, you know, as its anniversary, I think it's like thirty something years, you know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, hearing that, like hearing Covenant, that was, that was the first exposure. It was like, whoa. And then, you know, we started tuning into Loud on much music. And once in a while, they'd play like a death metal band. Like, okay, well, what's this death metal band? Like, you know, yeah. Carcass, who's that? Who's that? We've got to find out about Carcass and we've got to find out. And so that was my exposure. And then like, you know, you go to, uh, you were going to the bookstore and there was like Metal Maniacs. And that's like a, a long out of print, I guess now, uh, magazine of like, you know, death and black metal and, you know, alternative metal and, you know, and NWO VHM kind of stuff as well. And, and that, that was another doorway of like, Oh my God, you know what I mean? And then so on and so forth, you know, going down actually with Sean, uh, going down to Seattle um, cause his dad lived there and seeing like cannibal corpse live in high school. Like yeah. I it felt like just like this, this is something that like, you know, I own a cannibal corpse shirt and I'm in high school. Like that's, 
these guys had the most extreme titles for songs and their album covers are like zombies butchering each other. Like, yeah, it was sort of like, there's no way I, I can not like this. This is like, this is the coolest, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. that, that was the big, like, sort of like, and then the ball kind of just went from there. Like, you know, you know, I got, I, you know, it's funny because I think I got into like death metal and all that kind of stuff before I really got into like punk or like hardcore or anything like that. It was like, that was sort of my first like subculture that I, really identified with you know yeah yeah morbid angel man that's an awesome band yeah yeah it's like, sorry to ramble i turned to no it. that's I, i'm always i always want to know just because like especially people who make relatively extreme music i'm always like it, it always starts somewhere it's yeah always, it's it, always it a great cousin. band it was, it was honestly my cousin who was just like don't listen to new metal listen to this <laughs> like and i think i yeah. thank him every day for that that's a and he also got me into danzig too and i i love danzig so like I think, you know, he was the one who was like, got to listen to Danzig as well. And I picked up the first album and stuff. And then, yeah. So on. Do, you, do you know, uh, you know, Ben Sloat, you know him? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He, he, me and him just pushed each other in high school to stay on the extreme tip. That's how we kind of got on. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. He was the metal guy and I was the like Sonic Youth side project guy, you know, mm. and that was pretty, that was a good time. But the big one for me was Converge. Listen to Converge, which who you opened for, which yeah, is I, that insane. Was a weird experience. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was sort of like Amnesia had sort of like kind of fizzled, and we weren't. It wasn't a thing. And then I got the email from Simon being like, "Hey man, do you want to go open for Converge?" And it's sort of like, is this a prank? Because this is like when I started Amnesia, it was like that's sort of the goal, like just to do that. Maybe at some point, that's yeah, would be like my check mark of like I've done that. I'm you know. I, you know that's great like that's sort of like a, a bucket almost like a bucket list thing so um yeah that was yeah Converge was another one where like in grade 11 or 12 I was supposed to go to a high school dance um and I had the money for it like my parents gave me like you want to go to this dance here's the money yeah. you did your chores and uh I had it like 12 bucks or something and I walked into Ditch the old location of Ditch um around the corner from curious comics and uh i i was looking through the cds and then i saw the converge i saw jane doe there and in an issue of metal maniacs i remember reading a little bit about it and like at the time i was really just exclusively into death metal but there was these dudes with like short hair and like they're wearing like not wearing metal shirts they're just kind of like these skinny kind of like guys and i'm like what is this like is this a metal band yeah. like i don't i don't know what this sounds like and i took it home and like i bought it i was like i'm not going to the dance i want to hear this like I, I had this moment of like should i go to the dance and dance like, now nah, i'm gonna i'm gonna buy the cd and take it home i'll yeah. see you guys later yeah. ditched all my friends went home put it on and it was like i like i don't know if i knew what to do with it at first because it was like i i know death metal but this is different like this is you know something completely and then i just became obsessed with that band. <laughs> like it just yeah. like yeah and i like you know at, that was a big turning point too it was like whoa like this is this is so like, something else. Like this is really fucking awesome. Like you know, I still love death metal, but this, you know, I, you know, metallic hardcore, whatever you want to call. It, I don't, I don't know. know. I've never known what to call them. Of, like, of all I don't people. feel. I don't feel right calling them metalcore because that infers a lot of like certain Mo bands and certain <laughs> like certain types of vocals that they don't do when you. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. like and like, yeah, I mean, they're, just, they're just such a unique band. I think that. You know, I, I, I just, I, I kind of just refer to them as like a metal band. I don't know if that's the yeah. right thing, you know, like metal with hardcore influences, hardcore punk influences. Cause it, I mean, they do meld the two together. 
but I think, yeah, that, that was a big change. And like, you know, and then finally seeing them, like, I think it was maybe like a decade later or so, like that was just like, whew, Yeah, I, I never got to see them. I, I was at Sled Island and could have gone to see them. And my oh, handmates yeah, were not yeah. into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, opening for them too. Like I saw them three times, I think, before I opened for them. And we like went down to Seattle and they had played there three times. I was like, I'll go. Fuck it. It's right there. Like, let's, why, why not? They were playing with, they played with Cole S, who were another one of my big time favorites. And that was amazing to see live. And then they and then Converge played. I was like, whoa, this is, this is something else, you know? Yeah. It was the first time I'd listened to music and gone, nope. It was, uh, and that was like, because I was a big like blog reader and Jane Doe's yeah. critically acclaimed record. So I yeah. put it on. Yeah. I download. I had what CD? I don't know if that rings a bell to you. Sorry. Uh, what I had what CD? Which is like a. Oh, it sounds familiar. Like, it's like a private music torrent tracker, but it's yeah. also like a form. Yeah. It's it's long gone now, but like uh, I found Jane Doe on there, and I was like, all right, put it on. I was like, this is fucked. And I I liked like I listened to like Slayer and stuff, and even then yeah. I was like, this is too heavy for me. I can't do that. I had listened to Merzbow even, and I was like, no, yeah. <laughs> I can't do this. And then the next day, like I thought about it and I was like, why did I have that reaction? Let's give this yeah. whole album a chance. Yeah. And, yeah. And fucking, it completely changed the way I think about music. Like completely. Yeah. Like I was like, big if, time. if you feel challenged, keep listening. Keep listening. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good thing. Yeah. Uh, and I think it takes a while. It, not everyone gets that too. Like they, they might, I think it's, you know, you don't, you don't uh, do yourself any favors by just kind of, ignoring certain things like ignoring music and not trying to understand it you just you just don't yeah well and it's not like a movie like if you go to the movie theater and see something challenging like you go like let's say like i don't know you take someone to go see like a tarkovsky movie (laughs) or something (laughs) and they have have no idea what it is they're gonna be like for at least half an hour be like what the fuck is this slow shit what is going on yeah but they, they can't you can't really leave the movie theater you paid for your ticket you're stuck there well, music. people do. I've, I, I've seen people walk out of movies. Like, that's a. Yeah, that's I've walked out of one movie in my life, but. Really? What was that? The first G.I. Joe movie I walked out of. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I passed out. I passed out during one movie, and I can't remember what it was. I just, I was just not feeling it. And I was like, I'm going to sleep. And oh, I, I fell asleep during Cats also. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I was yeah, really we, uh, tired, though, so. Oh, God. Yeah, we, we watched that on. Uh, we did like a Zoom watch of Cats me and a bunch of friends like last year and it was just like what happened it's fucked that's it, it, it's something special like uh and maybe we can find something like we can find the humor in it like i was saying earlier like they're, they're, that's what we can find that just the sheer absurdity and the ability to put it on and just laugh like yeah except hard. for the fact that it costs like 200 million dollars and it's well like, there you go <laughs> man come yeah. on yeah you could have you could have fed a lot of people with that <laughs> You know, you could have made a lot of like movies that were like maybe you, you could know, have made like, 20 good art film, movies, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> small time directors just give them carte blanche. Yeah, um, you see any good movies lately? I that's my gimmick on this podcast <laughs> is when I run out of steam, my ass. You see any good oh, movies? Oh, uh, you know, so right now is 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 Doxa, which is the Vancouver Film Festival. Um, I think I saw posting about that. About yeah, that. my wife used to work for them, and uh, so we're we're watching a few films on that. We watched um, a documentary on, uh, and I, I kind of posted about this. Is um, what's it? Polystyrene of X Ray Specs, and uh, X Ray Specs were a band like a punk band that I knew about, and I'd heard 
uh, growing up, like, because I had, you know, it, when I was in high school, I was probably like in the high schools and I was probably the only metalhead there. I don't think there was really many. Uh, there was one person, I think, when I was in grade 12 and grade eight, who was wearing like a, a mortal shirt. And I was like, whoa, good. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I, I was friends with a lot of punk people. And I think, they, you know, they must have put on x-ray specs because I knew the uh, oh, bondage up yours or whatever. And um, yeah, I was like, okay, I'd like to give this a check because I don't really, I don't really know anything about X-ray specs. I don't really know much about her life. And it was this very, very moving and also kind of like, for me, poignant for the experiences of my life because it was polystyrene was, uh, you know, a person who suffered with bipolar disorder. And that was my dad as well. And she's a musician. My dad was a musician. So there was, you know, this very, and, and the film's made by her, her daughter. And it was just this like, whoa, this is a little bit like yeah. getting close to home in some ways. And, you know, the tangents of, you know, like her being, you know, like a woman in the punk scene was also present. And the fact she was biracial was present as well. But then it was also like the fact that like, this is something that my dad experienced. And I mean, this is, you know, some polystyrene who's like way bigger, maybe and more influential than my dad's work, but it's still that, you know, that sort of current kind of, kind of really hit me. And that was really like, it was kind of really interesting to see. And you could, I feel like I could see her daughter almost like processing, you know, uh, and her, you know, polystyrene has passed away. She had breast cancer and passed away. And I could see her, you know, my dad's passed away. So I could see her processing that. And for me, it was a bit of like, whoa, like, Am I still processing, you know, my dad's death or whatever? So kind of a weird one. It was good. I mean, yeah. yeah I recommend the undercurrent of mental health, family matters, yeah. and, and, and creativity, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. A, a complicated through thread when you put those together, for sure. Oh, God. Yeah, it was, it was definitely like, well, like kind of a little bit like. Really <laughs> On the nose? Film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then I was like, oh, my God, it got me thinking of being like, whoa, like this is kind of, you know, legacy and, you know looking at who someone was in their the whole version of themselves and stuff, you know, Re that, that was really good. That was a re really good film. It's called, uh, I am a cliche polystyrene or I, yeah, something like that. I might have the title wrong. I apologize to anyone who is mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll correct it in the radio version. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you? What have you, what have you seen recently? That's good. Um, I'm a big film guy. I say this all the yeah. time when I do these interviews, mm -hmm. but like, yeah, I watch, I try to watch a movie every day. Um, I watched uh, a movie recently called Blood Harvest, uh, which is a horror, a horror film starring Tiny Tim. <laughs> How old is it? It's like 30 years old. Yeah. Blood. Okay. I'm writing this down. I think you'll like it. It's on, uh, it's on Tubi, which is a free streaming service. Oh, that I've been okay. really, there's yeah, a lot of like, I've never used it, but yeah. Yeah, they have, I think they have deals with a bunch of like those um, people that re-release sort of like forgotten B-movies. Okay. And so there's That's a awesome. lot, there's a huge archive of like, they don't have, you know, like trauma movies, you know, like yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Toxic yeah. Avenger and stuff. They have oh, like, yeah. they don't have that stuff specifically, but anything like that is there. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, I love that kind of stuff. My friends and I, during the pandemic, have taken to watching it, like not over Zoom, but we'll get together on Zoom before watch the movie and text each other making yeah, fun yeah. of them <laughs> yeah. like just bad movies like that like what was the one we watched oh my god it was a movie about like a, a, a some sort of a baboon that gets let loose in a hospital and it has an experimental drug and starts killing people i can't remember the name of it for the life of me but it was just one of the worst movies i've ever okay. seen yeah. but 
I now, now I'm like, okay, Blood Harvest, Tiny Tin, like that's gonna be. Yeah, it's only eighty minutes too, and it's like. Okay. Yeah. It's just got a, like a lot of it is just like him dressed up as a clown singing like Tiny Tim does. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's awesome. It's like super dated, like, but just fucking awesome. Yeah, I loved it. Um, yeah. Today I watched uh, most. Do you, you know Lars von Trier? Oh yeah. Yeah, so he's a problematic guy, but I don't know. I like his movies. Um, mm. And he did a TV show because I was curious about. It. I was like, I was looking oh, I think I know what you're... the Kingdom. Yeah, right. Somebody recommended it to me a long time ago. Yeah, 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 it's it's awesome, man. It's like I was just like I wanted to watch something like Twin Peaks, and I was I remembered that that and existed. it was Twin Peaksy. Okay. Oh yeah, is yeah. it ever? Yeah, like yeah. Too, like a little bit too on the nose, but okay. Uh, yeah, but did it's you great. watch the? Did you watch the most recent season oh, of Twin Peaks? You Beats? better yeah. believe I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you What did you think of it? I, I haven't watched it all the way through. Okay. Um, I'm you still should. kind of like pacing myself on that. Like I I watched the first episode, and I was like, okay, okay, uh, I'm gonna do this. Yeah. Where I find like experimental film and TV like kind of be like it's a little like I I like it, but it's also like I got to be in the right frame of mind. Definitely. Whereas like experimental music, I can just throw it on, kind of yeah. like I can throw a noise album on or whatever. That's yeah. a little different, but like the, the total immersion of like the visual and everything else is a little bit different for me. And I tend to be a little bit like, oh God, maybe I'm not smart enough to get this yeah. <laughs> sometimes. I feel, or, I feel the same way. My taste like, in movies is like more towards like Liam Neeson, generally speaking, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and as I said, like my friends and I watch these horrible movies and it's just kind of like, you're just kind of watching them for laughs. Like you're kind of watching it for, and then, you know, there's movies my wife and I will watch that are like, you know, serious really well-made you know art films which you know like i was you know immediately medium into before you know we got together but i've got come more to appreciate now uh but then also taking it to the other extreme of like here's the like a movie with uh, a stuffed vampire that chases people down hallways <laughs> and like she's out of it like you know i want the boat i want both i want to be able to oscillate between the two because they have something they both will have something that i can take from it well, that's um, that's yeah. what I think. Like experimentality in in film is a lot more. Uh, you know, there's 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 various. There could be movie like Blood Harvest, for example. There's some mm -hmm. experimental shit in that movie. Would someone call it an experimental film? No, no. But yeah, it's yeah. cheap, and they had to do with what they had. Like they had to yeah. work with what they had, so therefore it is experimental. Yeah. Like like how yeah. did they how did they slit this guy's throat? That that's like it's not stupid. <laughs> like that's experimental, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Like, where where like even the actual like music, where it's like you know, I was thinking about it the other day. Like, putting distortion on a guitar, that's period an experimental idea. Yeah, think about you know, you know over Dylan. over overdriving an amp. You know, when people overdrove amps for the first time, that's experimental. Is you know what I mean? Like, it's it's interesting. Absolutely. Like, yesterday's experimental is today's like almost normal. And sometimes I feel like, you know, are we gonna then? 20 years from now have a bunch of kids like in high school wearing MERS bow shirts and you're not cool if you don't wear a MERS bow shirt. Dude, we're, already there. we're already there. Yeah. I worked with a kid. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea that what was like that. they're doing. Yeah. yeah. I worked with an 18 year old kid. He's yeah. a metalhead. Um, yeah. He is, he has a MERS bow vinyl. Everyone, oh, nice. everyone he hangs out with knows what that is at the very least. It's a bit ironically tinged as Gen okay. Z does or whatever, not to catch okay. all, but this kid rocks also. He, that's that's pretty cool like that's it's only eight years younger than me but it's still it's like yeah that's enough that, 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 no that makes me that makes me happy i mean even if you know i guess the ironic thing like i don't know i don't know like 
how do we define ironic? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is, does, yeah. he, does he just say that he hates it or likes it? Sorry. And then he actually kind of just doesn't like, it? I don't. I think it's just like, oh. yeah, Mersbau, haha. Or whatever. Oh, right? okay. Like, yeah, I have it but, on vinyl, but yeah. Like, but know, he, he's listened to all of what's what he has Paul Steeman on vinyl. Yeah, he's listened yeah, to it multiple yeah. times. Huh. But he's also while he's listening to it, he's sending me short selfie videos of him like smiling, listening to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> that's kind of weird. But <laughs> yeah, this kid rocks, man. He's awesome. Oh, he would so, love. You know, he would love amnesia. Cool. I'll send him amnesia. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Oh my god. He got me to revisit Cannibal Corpse. This kid. Good. He was like, Cannibal Corpse is very good. And I'm like, are they? I, I like them, but it's been a long time. And they, he sent me their new album. And it, and it was it was actually very good. So good. It's yeah. And it's the, the guitar player who just joined, Eric Rutan, who's been in like, Mor- he was in Morbid Angel. And he was in another band before called Ripping Corpse. Yeah. And then he was in, you know, Hate Eternal. And like, that guy is a phenomenal guitar player. And I think just kind of revitalized. Not that they weren't on, unvi- like they were amazing, but he kind of like put new energy into it. And uh, yeah, that new album is just like, it's, you know, just everyone's like, yes, this is, you know, yeah. cannibal, you know, right now it's like, this is awesome. And I'm stoked for that. Cause like, I kind of like, you know, I was obsessed with that band. You know, I have the, it's like a 15 year box set thing with like set lists from the shows inside it that I got yeah. and like yeah. from the shows and da, 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 da. And like, you know, and then I kind of, like, I still liked them, but I was, you know, focusing on other things and then, you know, I kind of fell out of listening to them all the time. Uh, they did a few albums I, I listened to, and they're like, these are sweet. But then, like, now I'm like, oh, fuck, I, I should have stayed on it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, I was obsessed with that band. Uh, you know, it became a bit more of a back burner for me. And then now I'm like, okay, you know, I've got to go revisit the albums that like, kill. And uh, tor- I think Torture was another one or something like that. Yeah. I, 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 it, you know, I didn't write them off, but I, I didn't uh, pay them as much due as I should have, you know. That happens with legacy bands, though. Like, yeah, if they don't break up and they keep making records, at some point you are gonna stop listening to them, right? Like, yeah, you'll be like, okay, I know you're doing it, you're doing it right. I'm gonna like explore other stuff, and then you know, and then but then you come back and like, yeah, I definitely come back with a new one, or it's like, oh fuck yeah, like they're still they're doing it even more so than before. Yeah. And they're like fifty years old, like yeah, yeah. If I'm fifty and I can do that, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're been like they haven't changed their sound all that much, but they are so fucking good at it. Like yes. they're so fucking good at it. They they you know they they kind of put the genre you know like it's there. That's the you know that's the kind of like right now the staple band for is like Camel Corpse. Like yeah. You know. yeah, yeah. Sweet. Um, I don't think I have anything else to ask you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. It's been great. I, it's yeah. been a lot of fun. I'm glad. I feel weird now. Like, what did I say? What did I even talk about? Well, we talked about a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, I don't remember now. It's this. This happens when you get old. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's the the black hole of Zoom. You know, it's like yeah. Am yeah. I even talking it's, to a real person? It's What's it's it's just yeah. It's it's nonstop with Zoom and the pandemic. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, oh, I'm gonna yeah. stop recording. If you wanted, if you want to do some plugs, feel free. Huh. If you want to do some plugs, like some links, <laughs> plugs and stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, if you uh, want to check out uh, uh, Ben Window Records, uh, we have Instagram at Ben Window Records. Um, that's mainly where everything, kind of all the information now goes through. There's a Facebook. Uh, the Bandcamp page is actually where you can hear all the artists affiliated with, along with my own projects. Um, if, if you feel like, you know, challenging yourself, hearing something new, something different, 
go check it out. Uh, or just go check it out in general. Uh, you might find something that you may not, but you might hear something that a friend might like. Pass along, you know. That's all there is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't at all. I'm just like, well, you know, check it out if you want. Yeah, it gets my cosign, and I'm 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 a discernible <laughs> experimental music listener, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I like it. Yeah. So if if yeah. if you like it, listen to. It. If you don't, you don't. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Thanks, man. I'm gonna yeah, stop yeah. hit stop recording now.